wondering what you wanted to talk about next week on the pod? Murder. Mm, okay. <laughs> Cody just walked in. Hold hey, on. Cody. Sorry. <laughs> Un- okay. Can you unpa- undo yeah, it? Yeah, let me pause it. This shit. Hey, Cody. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Figuring It Out with Grace and Kaylee. I am Kaylee. I am Grace. And we are figuring out on this episode number 32, Murder-Obsessed Millennials. Yes. I (laughs) want to talk about murder today with everyone. Grace is bringing us this weird-ass outline about murder And if anyone knows, I'm obsessed with any true crime or scripted, I'll take scripted as well, murder mysteries. Mm -hmm. Some gory is fine, not too gory, maybe in the mids, you know, it depends on if it has a good storyline. But anyways, okay, back to Grace. So why are you bringing us this outline? Okay, (laughs) well, I, I obviously, as Kaylee's my best friend, I know she's obsessed with scary things. I'm much more of a thriller girl myself. I feel like it's the gateway to fear. It's like enough to get your heart racing, but not enough to ruin your sleep that night. Kaylee mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I recently watched the show called Based on a True Story on Peacock with Kaylee Coco. Love you, Kaylee. You. Another Kaylee. Ha. Um, it's she. It's about a podcast produced with a serial killer about that serial killer's murders. And that's not a spoiler alert. It's that comes pretty early in the show. So no flags there. But anyway, I thought it was really funny how they made a show about the obsession that our culture has with murder. And I just wanted to understand it more. I love that. That is such a good idea because it is true. I feel like we're all pretty obsessed with following true crime, learning about past true crime, the obsession of the current true crime disclaimer forgot to tell y'all I am a day out if you're watching on YouTube that is why I look like a hot mess so I just had to disclaimer that because I forgot to do that earlier <laughs> you're great Kaylee's watching okay compete, so she's coming to us looking real hot in her coming spray from, tan hair I'm up in, yeah I'm, I am in Tennessee doing nationals tomorrow my first national show so I'm pumped But okay, so what are we learning? Okay, so I went and did a deep dive into trying to understand why we're so obsessed with murder. And I obviously am titled this episode Murder Obsessed Millennials, but this isn't specific to millennials. I just love a good alliteration. So this is for everyone. (laughs) And reason that psychologists say we are obsessed with following true crime and murder, serial killers, etc., is because we want to learn from them to better protect ourselves and our families. Hmm. Do you, or can you think of something that maybe you've learned from all of the true crime you've consumed? You already know what I've learned. Okay. Because I tell Grace and everyone I talk to, to do this, I've learned 
if someone comes and attacks me to scratch the shit out of them, because if for some reason I don't make it out, their DNA will be under my nails and they could find that person. So creepy. I recently heard a news story about a girl who did that and they were able to find the guy she escaped from because of that. Mm -hmm. So exactly, Kaylee. It's like we tend to pick up tips and tricks of things that happen in case we're ever in that scenario. So part of the reason we're obsessed is because we want to be the best prepared for times of chaos and disaster, right? Another reason psychologists say that we are obsessed with murder is because it gives us insight into why people may act a certain way and like why there's these extremes versions of people. So we're allowed to explore the darker side of humanity without getting too close to it. So it's like a fishbowl effect. We're watching people do disgusting, disparaging, inhumane things, but like from the top at a distance, not having to actually like participate or play ourselves. So I think that's kind of like human curiosity too. Yeah, it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> like when you put it that way, it's like, ew. It, it is, but it, I think it's, it's good to reiterate that it is in our nature to be curious about things that we don't understand and disgusted by those things. So I'm not, I don't think you're a fucking weirdo for be, liking true crime, you know, although one time I did call Kaylee and she answered the phone or she sent a video recording to me and she was watching something in the background and they were talking about a woman on a stick roasting. It was absolutely disturbing. (laughs) Yeah, it was whenever we were, um, what is that app called that we used to do so much? We saw Marco Polo. Yes. I was like, one second, let me pause my TV. And it was like so clear as day. Yes. I, ugh, I still think Grace about that. like, what the hell are you watching? And like, is this for fun? Or is this fun for you? I, would I don't not remember what crime that was, but was it an intense one? Absolutely. I also think that uh, I don't enjoy it nearly as much as you. I think watching too much makes me just creeped out. I'm a little scaredy cat. Kaylee's like ready to fucking fight someone. Okay. In addition, our curiosity or obsession with murder, serial killers, all that is and can become semi-like an addiction. So our morbid curiosity, we want to discover and figure out puzzles and mysteries, but we also experience like a rush of adrenaline when there's fear involved, even though it's not fear for us or for our safety, it's fear for someone else. We have empathy, we care for others. So we can become kind of addicted to that high, which is why, which I will touch on later in this episode, but why some people become obsessed with like binge watching or binge listening something. That's why there's so many successful podcasts and um, TV shows and documentaries. It's just people can't get enough because we're kind of addicted to it. Yeah. Would you say that you have an addiction? Totally. I bet like if I'm watching a true crime, let's say like docuseries, it's I'm binging it. And also I'd like to point out, yes, you're like, you are a scary cat, but you've been, I couldn't finish the Murdoch series. Like yeah. I couldn't, Grace um, told me, she's like, you, it's so good. You got to watch it. 
I couldn't finish it because I think it the mom the I can't get past the girl. I can't get past it. It's hard. It's hard and it's gross. And I think the difference is you can do more. And I think, yeah, more gore and more that kind of fear. I am obsessed with understanding the psychological aspects of someone who's capable of doing something like this. So I really enjoyed the Murdoch murders because I just found it fascinating that this man was able to operate in plain daylight and get away with so many things for so long because of power and status. Yeah, I want to get to that part. I'm not at that part yet. I'm just at the really sad part. I watched it on the plane. Oh, that's yeah, it's I mean, it's tragic. Another really good one that's not necessarily it's a crime, but it's not scary per se is the life of uh, Manti Teo. That's not necessarily the title, but it's about a football player who was catfished by a man pretending to be a woman for a very long time. And the intricacies of that story, it's like insane the length that this person went to and how Manti Teo, the football player, was like not gullible, but susceptible. And like what about him allowed this to go on for so long? This was national news. Another really good one. So I'm, I think I'm more addicted to the psychological aspect of it. Same. I love to like pick people's brains and see why they do the way they operate the way they operate. Yeah, we're curious. And honestly, we continue to encourage the Fig Fam to remain curious. I think that's a key attribute to being successful. So growing. Good for us. (laughs) Another thing I found really interesting when deep diving was that true crime is extra popular with women. Not that men aren't as fascinated, but just more women tend to experience this addiction or just deep diving into it. I read a study that suggests that true crime stories are particularly popular with women because we as women have a fear uh, of being victimized. And it's, you know, so much more common to see a woman be a victim of a, a casualty of murder, rape, violence, et cetera, than it is to see a man. So when we watch these, this kind of content or consume this kind of content, it provides us this, this feeling of control and knowledge about things that are uncertain and it kind of helps alleviate our anxiety. So it's almost in a fucked up way, a type of therapy for women to educate themselves about the things that go on. You know what else I bet it is? Because women are just naturally more protective, like we're mother bears, even like, you know, animals, it's just in our blood. Like we want to, I guess, I don't know, watching something we feel like we need to protect, but we can't protect. So like, what are we doing to ourselves? I don't know. Absolutely. I I totally agree. I think it's not only to protect ourselves, but it's to protect people that we love. And I think for mothers with children or just being a caretaker for young children, you can obviously speak to the fact that like you will do absolutely fucking anything and learning about true crime gives you it I feel like it gives us the idea that we have an insight into the way that a criminal and would work to be able to think three steps ahead so for an example 
as a woman who likes to run like myself, I think it's fucking hilarious that I ran a marathon less than two years ago. (laughs) I barely can run now, but I love to run and I like to run outside. I hate running on the fucking treadmill. It's literally miserable. But as I'm running, depending on where I'm at, so small town, Arkansas, not as threatening, but living in larger cities like Houston and Austin, I always have an escape route clear. For example, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm running down the street. I'm like, okay, I noticed this person's outside two doors down to the right. There's a side street to the left. There's a trail on the back corner. I've seen that car two times. I'm memorizing a license plate if it's freaking me out. You're constantly looking for exit strategies to self-protect. And I think we as women just do that. I think it's like the saddest truth that we have to be prepared at all times. And true crime is apparently an outlet for that. Yeah. And another thing I'd like to add is grace. There's called, um, what is it called? Murder in my homeland or something. No, hometown murders. Anyways, small town, just because you're part of a small town does not mean there's not creeps on every corner. I totally agree. And I also learned that one of the biggest places for women to be picked up for crime is actually at hair salons and like small town hair salons. They're actually, I don't know if it was an episode of small town. It's like, it's called like, no hometown murders or something, but there, it was a a woman who owned a hair salon. Yes. I think we watched the same episode. I know exactly. We must have. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We like the content. (laughs) (laughs) So after kind of understanding, like it's normal for us to be obsessed with true crime. We all are a part of this weird whatever niche you call it I wanted to know if there were any studies on the impact like what is the impact on our everyday life for consuming all of this content does it affect us does it not so I looked at a survey and this is only results based off of who participated in the survey a bunch of true crime fans okay so the average person consumes about five true crime programs every month so holy shit yeah 75% saying they watch the latest program the instant it's released I'm a part of that statistic because the minute they dropped based on a true story which is fictional true crime I was like I have to watch it like right now yeah 71% typically binge watch the entire thing in one sitting so three-fourths of people are addicted to the instant gratification of true crime right The survey also found that 44% of the participants have a favorite serial killer. (gasps) Could you name, do you have a favorite serial killer? I don't know. Like, I don't think I would know. I I wouldn't list it like that. Like, I wouldn't say I have a favorite. Yeah, I would not say it like that. The most interesting serial killer, maybe, but still no. But I don't really have one that kind of sticks out right now. Do you? I definitely agree. I wouldn't ever frame it like I have a favorite. I feel like that's kind of gross. Um, I'm trying to remember the guy. I can know. I actually. So a very interesting one to me is um, Charles Manson. Because he had a whole town, a whole like women. Also like the Ted Bundy who had. The people who kind of have like cults behind them and followers, even to 
their jail sentence and in jail, like Charles Manson got married in jail. Ted Bundy had tons of women like sneak in and out of jail and they were convicted of sick ass murders. So like that to me is interesting, like how they can manipulate people to get behind them after what they've done. So those people interest me, but I would never fucking say favorite. Like I know fuck them. Follow-up question. There was a lot of controversy around the Netflix Ted Bundy special or series that came out. And I believe it was Zac Efron who played Ted Bundy. And everyone was, you know, going on about how Ted Bundy was like so attractive. And apparently like the real Ted Bundy, to your point, had all of these like female followers. The victims' families of people affected by Ted Bundy were like pissed that Netflix they felt like were was glamorizing what was like a really tragic and terrible event for them it was this really hot topic debate what do you think about all of that yeah I could see the victim's family being pissed I mean they're bringing out a story and everyone's talking about it another thing I read about that was they started you know this happened years and years ago and when the Netflix came back, they were getting bothered again by it. They're getting phone calls from people like you just don't want to relive such a tragic time in your life. But unfortunately, your family member was murdered by like the most famous serial killers. So I don't know. I feel like maybe more protection on the victims' families. But again, it's public record. So I don't know. It's kind of hard. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, I can absolutely understand not wanting to relive trauma, period. Uh, It is just as a culture, we're obsessed with it. And I do think there's a fine line between over glamorizing something and presenting the truth. But I also think within media or cinema, it's kind of hard to not glamorize something the way they're trying to put together a show. So I- I didn't especially really with dive, especially with someone as popular as Zac Efron, right? Which is which is kind of their argument because clearly they chose Zac Efron for a reason. So I think part of the argument was like, did you have to choose like, uh, not such a good looking like a sexual symbol? Character. Yeah, kind of. But uh, yeah, but then but then you go towards like, okay, but is Zac Efron not allowed to kind of like grow his career? Agreed. So Agreed. I feel like you can argue seven billion parts of this which is why i love these debates which is why we <laughs> fucking love podcasting because grace me and grace could just pick each other's brains for and hours geek out 57 percent of people would like the opportunity to speak to a serial killer i find that really fascinating because Wait. i say that again 67 <laughs> percent of people would like the opportunity to speak to a serial killer yeah I have one that I would like to speak to. I would speak to one. I want to speak to, there was a gentleman, his name was Robert Durst. There is a phenomenal HBO documentary series called The Jinx. They start interviewing him. He was never convicted, but constantly on trial for all of these murders. Some random people, like his neighbor, apartment neighbor, who they found this person's body um, chopped into pieces in Galveston, which is was very close to home. And then some were his exes, like ex-wives that went missing and they never could find. And by the end of the documentary, the docuseries, they have a conversation and he's recorded on camera and new information comes to light. It's 
worth the watch. He fascinated me. I would love to have a conversation with him. I think he was a compulsive liar though. So I don't think it'd be that great of a conversation, but it'd be fun. I would like to speak with someone who was open about their killings. Like there's a lot of, um, I forget his name. He's like a bigger man. I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to try and remember it, but he's very open with how he killed, who he killed. Like those people would be, Ugh, I don't know if I do it, but I'm down to watch some interviews on it. Yeah, I, I, I also feel like I would not. I, I feel like we're so you and I are so sensitive to energy. Yes, I feel like we would get into a room with someone with such dark and heavy energy. I think it would be debilitating. Like I wouldn't be able to speak. I would be very like overwhelmed by the experience. I think. Yeah. Ugh, I can't okay. even imagine. Final stat from the survey. It said okay. that 71% of people also admitted to feeling less trustworthy of other people due to how much true crime content they consume. Yeah. I just am not trustworthy of strangers in general. So I don't know if it's related to true crime or not. Probably. It probably is. Like the stories we've heard, seriously, just growing up. And then it's like, don't talk to strangers. You know, the kidnapper vans or whatever. I listened to a story about how that came about and it was like really like they had like puppies and stuff like said they had puppies and candy like it was a thing yeah it was a thing Kaylee and I used to work at this sports bar together and there was a guy who would always bring in a bowl of candy and I didn't really think much of it but Megan was like my sister came to visit us at work one day and I remember her being like that's fucking weird <laughs> like let's remember the candy bowl it was a regular he used to come time. in with a big bowl of candy and the girls Dude. would just hang around and talk to him and eat his candy it was he's weird smart mm-hmm. smart okay i don't remember that but he's smart <laughs> so another impact that i think is pretty obvious is just desensitization so Ugh. We become less, and they talk about it with like video games and kids with violence and things like that. The more you see it, the less sensitive you are to it, the less it will impact you for the positives and the negatives of that, right? So they point out, which I agree, we kind of hit on this, like sometimes the villain villain in a story is represented as like the outsider. They show villains, you know, trauma leading up to a catastrophic event. So they were like picked on or they came from an abusive family or, you know, all the things that could make someone kind of lose their shit. And so then we develop empathy for a person who honestly, in like pretty layman's basic terms, you could call like evil. So- That's kind of like a, like a, how they kind of desensitize. Well, I agree with that, but I also think in a lot of situations that is true. I don't think I've ever heard of one. I mean, if any, I have not heard of a lot of backstories on serial killers or killers that had a good upbringing. Mm -hmm. A lot of them too. There's a lot of studies shown that a lot of, these serial killers have head trauma. Mm-hmm. Most all of them have head trauma from like a young age. And that is something, you know, that research is looking into because either abuse, um, some kind of like, you know, neglect um, and head trauma. 
which is interesting. So your so, brain, man, your brain. So interesting. I uh, brainmd.com, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. I listened to a really fascinating podcast conversation with uh, Andrew Huberman, who was talking about how he was a proponent. And I guess there's a group of people that are proponents for after like mass shootings, if you could take that person and study their brain to understand which parts of the brain are inflamed to like better understand how we can prevent things like that happening in the future. So I agree. I think like with empathy comes understanding of preventing it to happen by knowing like the key variables to look for in people and in society. But I do also understand the flip of that, which is like, we don't need to have empathy for people that do like trash, terrible fucking things. Um, yeah. Another angle to consider is if we're over empathizing a villain, sometimes in true crime, we often uh, under play or don't give like full credit to victims. So an example that I was reading about, and I didn't really consider this before, but a lot of minority groups experience more crime than non-minority groups. And one that they touched on was like sex workers, right? How they're often way more susceptible to abuse and really tragic and sick situations. Part of that is, you know, the arena that they work in. But at the same time, like we don't typically classify them as a victim or I shouldn't say we, that's a generalization. People have a harder time classifying them as a victim to a crime because of our stereotypes, because of the framing of some true crime. And I think that's fair because I feel like everyone is entitled to not have someone break the law against them, regardless of like what you do or where you work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I found that interesting. That okay. Is really <laughs> Another thing would be people have found psychologists have found that it affects the perceptions and expectations that we have on the legal system. So Kaylee, I was curious, what are your thoughts about the justice system? Do you think it's like fair or unfair? Does it work? Oh, I feel like that's a opening a can of worms. I think they're, no, I don't think it's fair. No. And I don't really have hope that it will ever be fair. <laughs> I Long story short. <laughs> I agree with you. And I think, you know, we all have our own experiences with that. But I think on it, well, the way I think about it is even a, as basic as representation in the legal system. You know, if you have, if party A has a lawyer with a 99% success rate and party B has a mediocre legal counsel, regardless of what even the the issue is mm -hmm. someone's going to win with better representation. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think from that, it's even like pitted to kind of be an unfair system. It's hard. Yeah. Get. I think we've all seen tons of trials that we don't agree the, you know, but it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. I do think it's, it's still nice in my mind that they have for obviously depending on what kind of legal issue you're going through but there are like juries and trial and I watched a really good show recently called jury duty on Amazon Prime have you seen the show 
No. Oh my God. Shut up. What, like, what is Dude, it? Dude, it's so funny. Is it like Judge Judy? No, oh, no, no. Okay, good. So it's a, it's a comedy, but oh. it's, it's, um, they're framing it like they're filming a documentary about the justice system and they're interviewing the jurors for this trial, but everyone is an actor except for one person. And he doesn't know that everyone else is an actor. So it's like the office meets Judge Judy meets all sorts of shit. It's so funny. You'll, you have oh to. Oh my God. It. Okay. Okay. I'll try. You and, you and Cody would love it. You should, you should try and uh, watch an episode together. It'd be great. Okay. 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 So yeah, I think that after this, I realized how many people were, you know, true crime fans, junkies, lovers wow. of themselves. And I think it's pretty fair to say what the impacts are. So I had a nice little deep dive on that. I love that. I loved this outline. It was fun. And it really, it is interesting because everyone is super obsessed. I don't think I've met someone who's like, mm, I don't want to, I don't want to know that. Right. Which like, it's probably a healthy person. You know what I mean? <laughs> But even if they don't want to watch it, I feel like for those that don't like consuming like TV or podcasts, I feel like they've read a scary book in their life. Like there are people that are obsessed with fucking Stephen King novels, which are freaky as shit. So I know I love the only books I finish are like thrillers. <laughs> I've never I finished this. I've never I might. Ooh, maybe I'll deep dive into a Stephen King. You should. Kaylee. So Kaylee and I were in a book club and we happened to just, everyone got a turn picking a book and there was like a bunch of romance novels and, you know, those kind of stuff. And then Kaylee and I created our own book club where we would only read thrillers because that's all Kaylee could read. She was like, fuck this shit. The we're only things I get through. Like, I got to know what happens at the end. I don't give a fuck about who falls in love. Like, don't fucking bring me that shit. I don't give a fuck about that shit. <laughs> give me the murders. <laughs> I'm going to pick up a Stephen King bitch. You should. We read an Agatha Christie book together. Yeah, we did. We did. No, I finished that, one. that was good. The one I'm obsessed with. You already mm -hmm. know what it is. What's it called again? Which one are you talking about? One. You read it after me and I was like, bitch. Oh, 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 oh. It was, um, fuck. Such a good it's my favorite book I've ever read. Wait, I have it on my phone because I have a list of books to recommend to people. That is so smart. Because I am Grace loves the list. She I loves love an organization, this bitch. I just I want to be the girl you can go to when you say, What should I read? or what should she I is. Read? And now lately she's the girl I go to for what should I watch? Which honestly makes me pretty happy too. She's really um, was it the perfect marriage or the silent no. patient? No. The silent patient? Yes, yeah. that one. Yeah. I heard they're making a movie. Probably isn't as good as the book, but like, holy shit. That one was so good to so the good. last fucking sentence. <laughs> I'm going to read it again. <laughs> Grace, let me ask you, what is your favorite true crime right now? So I have to give credit to... Well, my favorite true crime right now is probably the based on a true story, which we mentioned on. Uh, but that's not true crime, right? Well, it's probably the Mur the Murdoch murders right now. It was like Ugh. the recent that I watched that I really enjoyed. But I wanted to give a shout out to 
the OG for me that got me into true crime was actually a podcast and the podcast name is Serial. And season one, they did a story about a man who was in jail because he was accused of and then sentenced for the murder of his girlfriend when they were in high school. And she, it was always a lot of like speculation in the case if he did it or not. Anyway, it is an amazing season in the podcast. The story is fantastic. The reporter goes through the entire case and I just like- Oh my God, I'm going to download it and watch it on the plane and on the way home. You will love it, Kaylee. It is- Okay, okay. Because it's such a good, I think, of like a non-partial analysis of the whole thing. And it got so much public attention when it came out that a, a non-profit legal team- picked up the case and got it reopened. I'm pretty sure he got acquitted. I'm not, I'll have to go look at that, but. Okay, we'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's all listen together. Okay, I'm What about say, you? Okay, my favorite, I'll go with scripted, scripted crime. The number one, the OG American Horror Story. Special place in my heart, binge worthy, all on Netflix. Well, it was. I don't know if it still is. What what it's, season? I think it's on Hulu. What season would what you recommend? What season, bitch? Okay, okay. <laughs> what season would I recommend? Holy shit. Ugh, okay. Let's see. Do you have to start from the beginning, I guess? Is no. Okay. Every season's different. So I would start with The Asylum and The Coven, season two and season three. Even Murder House season one is good. Oh my God, they're all so good. Just watch them all. I don't care. Okay adding that to my to-do list and then I my favorite podcast that will listen to show notes is crime junkie I feel like everyone knows crime junkie they're awesome they have some really good and they also do really good for the communities like they raise money for victims they like help for people with missing family members it's really good also unsolved mysteries on Netflix is really fun I, I really appreciate the fact that they do a lot for the victims' families when they're talking yeah. about their stories. I feel like that feels, that makes me feel- Feels better, right? Like, yeah, you're doing okay. something too. So. Definitely. Well, Kaylee, I know it wasn't hard to convince you, but I appreciate you talking about murder with me this week. <laughs> I appreciate you being the cutest best friend ever to be. Vice versa. Vice versa. Babe. I wish you were here with me. I wish I was there with you too. Next I- show. And also, we can cut this out, but we need a girls' date. We need a fucking girls' date. We'll put it on this. We'll put it on the sketch. But we'll talk about it offline next time. You guys see Kaylee, she is going to be a fucking national champion. Is that the right? Title? It's a fucking pro, bitch. If I win this first place, I get to go to the pro league. When she wins gonna happen. When? It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I'm never, I'm not fucking quitting until I'm a fucking pro. So mark my words, I'm gonna be a pro. Anyways, thank y'all for hanging out with us. We are so excited to see you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And please, if you have not already, like, subscribe, rate, and review. You can also watch the full episode on YouTube at figuring it out underscore GK. Your support means the absolute world to us, and we look forward to seeing you guys next Wednesday.